Hi guys, today we're going to discuss American Horror Story, AHS 1984, the Netflix and FX horror anthology, and see if there's anything worth reselling from it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Reseller Niche Podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers where we investigate unique items being bought and sold and show you how research equals knowledge equals profit. Like I said, you look and sound great. Absolutely. Excellent. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Reseller Niche Podcast. I'm here with my main man, Paul. How's it going, Paul? Very good, sir. How you doing? Happy Monday, definitely. Oh, happy Monday to you, too. I'm doing great, actually. So I know today's episode is another one of our oddball episodes, which is totally cool. Absolutely. fun. These are the best episodes. Yes, I agree. I agree. And did you want to kind of give a little background about what we're going to talk about today? Um, like the topic? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mo and I decided to go ahead and review the first two episodes of American Horror Story 1984. Uh, there will be full spoilers, folks. So if you have not watched this, maybe you want to tune into another episode. But we are yeah. definitely discussing uh, this show with full spoilers, but only the first two episodes. That's a, l- a little bit more consumable, like from last week to this week. And yeah. I just wanted to give uh, you mind more if I give like a brief synopsis of what no, the show no, is. No, no, please go ahead. American Horror Story 1984, this is right off of Wikipedia, is the ninth season of the FX horror anthology television series. American Horror Story, created by Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk, it premiered on September the 18th, 2019, and concluded on November the 13th. 2019 and the season has been described as being heavily influenced by classic horror slasher films such as friday the 13th and halloween big time i mean i can't (laughs) emphasize that last couple words enough i mean if you haven't seen american horror stories uh they're very themed series we won't go into too much of the other stuff but let's just say they really like i would i guess equate it to stranger things and the way they kind of went into the 80s but this is kind of obviously horror-based. And a lot more oh, rated R than horror than Stranger Things. Yes. I was surprised because suppose this is an FX show, right? I've never seen yeah. it on yeah, FX. I mean, honestly, like, you know, we're, we're, are we getting into, we're going to get into it right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, like, uh, the, I guess that this is the thing that I really just dawned on me. Like I was watching, I, I watched it last night because I just kind of wanted to be fresh when we spoke. And I actually had seen the series before because I, I, I definitely sometime last year, I went on an American Horror Story kick. I'd never seen it. And okay. I just started watching it and enjoying it. And I saw all the seasons except two. I think it was except Roanoke and then except the 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 political one. That one yeah, that I think yeah, it premiered yeah. 2016. Because they just I started to watch them and they weren't like it's great. A different vibe. Yeah. And I just didn't enjoy them. But every other season I, I have greatly enjoyed. Uh, Apocalypse, the one with the witches, the circus one. I they were all fantastic, you know. Um, on, a, on, on a side note. The one I enjoyed other than this one the most was the hotel. I don't know if you saw that. Hotel one. was great. Hotel was really was great. So and like good. Lady Gaga in it. Like I'm not even a big Lady Gaga fan, but like I, between that and a Star Is Born, like she it has some acting chops. Some. I'm not saying she's like, you know, the next Meryl Streep, but I'm saying she definitely has some acting chops. For that um, role, I think they placed her perfectly. I mean, I know we're talking about something that we, we no, we're in the same rabbit holes, but still, if you like. That episode, I mean, that series is if you like this one, you'll like that one. 
I, I would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. But I wanted to to go ahead and and, and yeah. get on your point that you said. Like I'm so surprised this is even on like cable television. Like this had so much gore in it that I, I was surprised. Like I said, and I'm someone who grew up watching a lot of horror movies yeah. and uh, you know, and like the fact that this like was on like case on cable television. Uh, the only thing that was missing was nudity. Like honestly, that's the only thing that was missing from Pretty this much. kind of this yeah. Type that's of, what uh, I thought too. Yeah, but everything I'm talking about, like straight up, like cutting ears off and like showing it to you, that it's it shocked me. It really that it shocked me. Like you know, really. I think they went out of their way to, and especially if you're you know at least say. 35-ish older, and you can remember when these movies originally came out. Um, the way they kind of emphasized all the little sequences, like you said, the cutting of the ears. If you notice, I mean, I know stupid stuff, but they really emphasized that, like it was cutting a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Just like showing it to you. And it sounds so juicy. Like they're just like a butcher. It's like... Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like it was hard. It was like, oh, that's butter. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like melted butter just like yeah. exactly exactly and then so we'll get into it a little bit so you can understand exactly what <laughs> what we meant by the cutting sequence there so um basically the entire series is kind of let me see here how do we do this um if you've yeah, seen that's so the movie, funny, actually if you see, let, we'll kind of break it down to kind of give people an idea of what it's uh, kind of trying to not parody but copy at the beginning. Um, I guess when you start off with, even if you look at the posters online, the I guess they're great. Not, they're great. Yes, they're, uh, please actually do that. Google um, AHS 1984 promo posters. There's like 20 of them, and they look exactly like those 1980 horror flick movies. Like there's one with a girl with like her head there and like a knife coming through the. That's a the great or that's fabulous. But so obviously they copied, like you said, Halloween and Friday the 13th. Uh, the original synopsis is that you've got these younger folks. They're probably in their early 20s. Uh, it's 1984, obviously. They're, you know, Reagan nomics, Reagan, everything, the clothing. Uh, aerobics is big, like the very first scene. It's in the entire thing. by the way. It's so, and, and their faces and the, the pause scenes and introducing them. And, so and you, know, you know, the funny thing about that, that's a total copy um, of another scene from uh, a Jamie Lee, John Travolta movie, which I thought was really smart because those are two people from two iconic horror movies. Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously Halloween, and John Travolta from, um, oh my goodness, I just blanked on this. Harry. Yeah. I didn't so, even I didn't even make that connection. I didn't even know didn't, he was in there. Yeah. I didn't make the connection till right now. I don't know why. I I thought of Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't think of John uh, John Travolta. But that scene, it's <laughs> gratuitous almost. It's <laughs> uh, so the, the, the air humping and it's so I mean it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It the, the setting, I'm sorry, no, no continue because I have a bunch no, of all stuff. I was gonna say is um that's from a movie called Perfect, which I've never seen from I think 1980 or something. So it's like the same scene they copied. So that kind of lays the, you know, this is where we are. This is the era. So go ahead. Sorry. No, and, you know, I, I didn't like do a lot of research, but just doing a, being a movie fan for so many years, yeah. there's so many tropes in this uh, 
series and we love Cobra Kai and we are loving like these kind of 80 through 80s throwback kind of yeah. shows and but i mean the these two shows they're very well done we're not like i even think really? like if even if you didn't know about the 80s Cobra Kai, 80s American horror story. Like, I think that there's something there that you can still enjoy. But yeah. uh, other uh, kind of um, like uh, influences, right? Where, like, of course, like, and, and they, they don't actually say it, but the character of Emma Roberts, he's like the, the meek. And it's funny because mm -hmm. in every other season of uh, American Horror Story, like, she's always like very villainous or very, like, kind of like a hater, you know? But yeah. in this one, she's like the meek. I don't. They didn't ever say if she's a virgin or not, but she's like the meek, innocent, virtuous virgin. They allude to it. Yeah, uh, and, and like this is the one that you know is going to survive everything, and then everybody else who's kind of decadent and like very living in Sodom and Gomorrah in some kind of way, they're just the victims. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, also, like an, another movie that I think of, like that I used to remember. And, and this doesn't even go to like camp kind of like slasher films but just slasher films in general mm -hmm. uh, like a sleepaway camp or like just so many different horror movies from the 80s where like i said there's always like kind of the virgin and like this is the one that's gonna survive i mean so uh yeah but i loved this whole setting and you know you you watched the rest of the season mo i did as yeah. well like, like i said it's not as fresh in my mind but the the unique thing that i think american horror story does is the characters don't end when they die. And this is not the first season when they do that, where yeah. like, kind of like their ghosts stick around and they're still characters. They are still like characters acting in this show, even throughout the season. And I love that because it's not like the end is never final with some people in this show. Oh yeah, actually that's one of the notes I wrote down that everything in here, they tie it in more than one way with this entire American horror story. The way, like you said, they don't die a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> they're ghosts or they come back as a flashback or memory or something like that and not just that i mean maybe i'm getting ahead of myself but they tie in both to previous seasons and they you know they forecast they foreshadow next seasons and they throw little easter eggs in there like you'll see something that doesn't make sense and that's done on purpose Supposedly, which i love <laughs> yeah i think that that that, that, that that uh it, it, if you're a fan it it kind of um if you're a fan, it's it encourages you to continue watching, and it's like fan service. It's basically like you know, we know you're watching, we know you're fans, and we're throwing these little nuggets in here. Uh, if you're even a movie fan, because uh, like even the other seasons, they as well are influenced by other movies that have come in the past, like an apocalypse, like in a hotel. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Big yeah. time, big time. And then see, I want to read one thing. I was reading an article about this, and they, how did they describe it? Let's see if I can find it really fast. Oh, okay, As I was reading Nerdist, and I just thought they they just they said FX anthology series goes full retro once again. So that's exactly what they do. I thought that was perfect because they they immerse themselves in this culture. Um, so, like going back to what you said about the setting, I thought the setting was great. Your Camp Redwood, which is a homage <laughs> to uh, was it uh, Camp Lake Crystal Lake. Crystal from, Lake, Crystal Lake. Yeah, from, that's a uh, Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th infamous yes. camp there. Which yeah. I have not seen in years, so I could bear, I had to go back and check up on all this stuff. So they really do a good job of making it seem like, you know, they're these camp counselors. They're trying to revive, Not they're not trying to revive, but they're going back to a defunct camp, I guess, that had issues in the past. And you always um, get the person warning them. 
You're gonna yeah. go there. You're gonna die. You know, the gas station guy. Like, you're gonna go in there working at camp and this and that <laughs> kind of thing. And you had that guy actually that was in this uh, first couple of episodes. And then, okay, maybe this is minor tangent. Um, was the price of gas really that high in 1984? It was like a buck seventeen in 1984. I no, I doubt it. Like there were there were definitely some things even with the verbiage. Yeah. Uh, like uh, there were some things that were present day that were mixed in there. Like the first thing that came to me was like when Billy Lord, who was fantastic, she's the, she plays Montana yeah. and she's, I think she's like Carrie Fisher's daughter or something like that. Cause she was like in the star Wars movies. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her name is Billy Lord, but Lord with the L O U R D. Right. Yeah. But uh, every time she's on the show, she's fantastic. She was also, um, and uh, my, uh, she the was one- also in book smart. Where yeah. she was like ridiculous and book smart, like she's always fantastic, basically. Yeah. And like when she's talking to Emma Roberts in the showers, I forget Brooke. When she's talking to Brooke in the showers, she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, we just come here to hook up." I don't think "hook up" was a term that yeah. was used during the '80s. So like I even don't. in the verbiage, sometimes it like can take you out of it in the sense of like there's some things that are said that we say today that they mm-hmm. never used to say back then. So that was like a really small little thing that I noticed, you know what I'm saying? But just to go to your point that, yeah, they're like the price of gas or like, you know, there are some things that are thrown in there that may take you out of it a little bit because it's present day stuff. But I'm not saying I'm not critiquing. I'm not, you know, downplaying it, the genius season because of it. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. That that stuff. um, I mean, maybe I'll go into it now since I I wrote down a list of things that I thought, because, you know, obviously we're talking about reselling a little bit. And I'll, I'll try not to take too long in this, but no, no, please. Um, this is a little thing niche podcast. I, we have to, of course, you know, little things that I found. Course, like yeah. at the very, I found the opening titles to be like the best opening titles I've seen in years. <laughs> you know, I got that little triangle, neon, yeah. everything. And totally then, 80s style network graphics. And also like little video clips of people doing aerobics and big hair and yeah, yeah the VHS was, tapes, yeah, mm-hmm. and the music and the blood. It's it's perfect. It's really very it's great. And to be honest, when I, I read up on that, and apparently they throw a lot of Easter eggs in there for the next season, I guess. I they didn't haven't know that. shot yet. And speaking uh, of just, the next season, they yes. just released a poster. I haven't seen it. I just saw like okay. the headline. They just released a poster for the next season. And it's supposed to show the theme, but uh, the poster was released like a few days ago, recently. I I haven't seen that poster, but I I know the title. I think they're saying calling it Apocalypse. Oh, say it again? Apocalypse. Again? But, I think it said Apocalypse, season 10 Apocalypse. So unless okay. I misread it, maybe I did misread it because they've already had the Apocalypse, I thought. No, no, uh, okay. So, Mo, continue going through okay. the your list you look look up, yeah. for the poster, okay? Okay. So what I was saying is in that title sequence, they keep talking about Jane Fonda. That's not actually Jane Fonda. Somebody called Kathy Smith. Um, I remember her face. I didn't remember her name. Um, so you can actually sell her workout videos and DVDs on eBay or uh, Amazon FBA. So look up Kathy Smith. The next thing, which was really obvious, Chuck Taylor's, the standard. And you notice he was moonwalking. There's like a shot of a moonwalking Chuck Taylor at the beginning. So those are pretty standard uh, reselling items. And obviously a reference to Michael Jackson as well. And I, I'm assuming Beat It, um, but they tried to make it because at the beginning of Beat It, he kind of does a little bit of uh, that too. And then, they also have, just like in Cobra Kai, the radios. They, they have like all the cassette radios. They pop it open. I couldn't tell the brand. 
and then they have VHS cassettes. That's a lot. Um, they constantly show VHS, which is a, you know, a staple for 80s movies. Uh, all I could see was 10 band boom box. I couldn't see anything other than that. Move, I, kind of a mini spoiler. There's, there's a, a lot of references to roller rinks and roller skating. So that's in an upcoming uh, episode, uh, but uh, those are big in the 80s. And then they actually, which I thought was funny, um, they had a conversation about, and this is even in the first two seasons, but two episodes, how 80s, uh, how roller rinks were not around anymore. How, how did you find this? I didn't know. And I'm like thinking 1984, those are probably huge 1984. How could roller rinks not be a big part of everything? So that that's like tying into what you said earlier about maybe that's not what I remember the 80s were like. Um, what else? Oh, Breaking and Breaking 2. They have references, a lot of references, even though the characters don't do any breakdancing or dancing of any kind. Um, but there's a lot of references to Breaking, Breaking 2. If you remember, those are cult movies from the 80s, um, especially the first one. And then um, um, there's a SeaWorld reference, and there's a lot of references to Reagan, Reaganomics, and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, where like, you know, obviously they have the Olympics. There's a guy on there that's, you know, supposedly just lost out on becoming a member of the Olympic uh, team. So they keep he's showing up on TV. He's steroid. Yeah. He's all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He does. Well, I won't say if he did or didn't, but uh, the guy is huge. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. he's a giant giant specimen of a guy and then oh and two other things one i thought was interesting they have a shot of looks like michael knight's car kit but it's in red wow. but it looks like magnum pi is getting into it but it's all blurred <laughs> out i tried to stop it so if anyone can tell me are they trying to reference mike magnum pi and michael knight at the same time or, you know knight rider i thought that was kind of cool and my last one was the Reeboks that keep showing these low top Reeboks. I don't know if you remember those. They have the little tiny Reebok, the white, like they almost look like nursing shoes now. Those uh, Reebok, I think they, I looked up the name. Women's Club C85 Vintage Sneakers. Do those still so, sell? Do those still sell? Actually, that's the title on Amazon now. I don't think that's what they were called back then. Uh, the Women's Club C85 Vintage Sneakers. I think they might. I thought those are, I remember that as like 86, 87, big time. Those are huge. Even for guys that kind of wore a similar style, maybe not the same exact one. But you remember those little, uh, they're kind of low top, before the high top craze came out, it was low top. I remember the high top ones because, uh, you know, when I was in junior high, like kids would wear those for sure. Everyone wanted a high top. I wanted a high top. And you, know, you don't want low top shoes, because, especially mm. because of, you know, the Jordans. So... <laughs> So that's that's what I've got from the title sequence. Well, uh, and I wanted to to ask you. So uh, these items, I, yeah. whether they, I don't know whether they sell or not, you know. But well, I was thinking yeah. as well, like, you know, I think with production studios and things like that, I do know that they're big buyers on eBay. That they'll buy stuff that they'll find on eBay, like vintage stuff or stuff mm -hmm. like for shows and things like this. Like you know, exactly. like if you do have a, a a pair of these Reeboks and they're in good shape. Like if somebody else, like a re, you know, regular folks like you and I don't buy mm -hmm. them, like production studios may buy them. So it's the like you know that that there is like a, you know these 
with the 80s because like i think our age group is a very large group that we have some kind of resources to watch and consume these shows and discuss yep. them i think that they're going to continue to make these kinds of 80s throwback kind of shows so oh, big time. Uh, yeah yeah so uh, like you know if it's not other individuals such as us who are inspired like oh my gosh i remember this and i want to buy this then it'll probably be production studios who would want to buy these kinds of things if we could find them in the wild and they're in good shape yeah Oh yeah, definitely. And those Reeboks, I'm pretty sure I saw somebody, they were Reebok, but they were kind of like uh, copied by some company or they were, no, they were a sponsorship item like Apple or Google or something like that from probably the early nineties. And they did that a lot and those sell a lot. So if you can find something that's vintage and then a lot of times back then, I guess they were a little bit looser with like, uh, branding things like they would take an adidas shoe and they'd stick their company name on it and, to, and sell it so if you can find something like that there's a lot of even early apple swag that you can find that people love that sells really well and okay. I, yeah so i saw a similar i don't know if it's a reebok or not but it looked like that shoe but it had apple on it and so look out for that kind of like the you know the cross branding type stuff too cool cool i i would i gotta find a way to share pictures with you on here when we're talking because okay, that'd okay. be that'd be cool but i uh, i wanted to show you the poster for the next season it looks like something maybe zombie related you know what i mean and they actually okay. have not done anything zombie related yet but like the poster that was released uh well i mean just doing a little bit of research yeah, yeah. while you were talking like so they announced the new series on september uh in, in june but they actually starting to film they started filming in uh october for season oh, wow. 10. And like I said, the poster that was released looks something very zombie-like. You know what I mean? It's that like hands coming out of the ground. So maybe we'll get zombies next season, you know? I think it's going to be zombie. That makes sense because they, from what I'm reading online, they're pretty, oh, they're, what's the word? They make it pretty obvious what the next thing's going to be. Because yeah. I, I couldn't tell, but there was a guy, I was, a, I was reading that same article, and he said that if you watch the title sequence for this 1984, it gives away the end of the, the show. I didn't really get that other than obviously a lot of blood and like knives and stuff, which is a given. But he said, yeah, they give away way too much in the opening credits. So I think you gotta really were, read into it. To, to I get that. didn't get I that. I don't get that. I, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> you gotta really be like, like looking at it with like a hawk, you know what I'm saying? With a yes. fine tooth comb to really pick out the ending I, I you know i don't get it maybe but if somebody can educate me i'm, I'm totally open to, to hearing <laughs> that you know what i'm saying so Mo, why don't we, well, can, you you oh, sorry, actually saw the whole review i mean you saw the whole thing so yes. uh like i i'm just for the purposes of this podcast you know i'm just like i i saw the first two episodes super engaging uh and it goes by quick too. It's very you just you're very into you're very into the characters and all the ridiculousness happening. You even yeah. have like this John Holmes type of character that has a big cock. You know what I'm saying? And like there's a big deal made of him. I just like I said, there's so much to enjoy, uh, especially for us older heads, because of the references that we grew up with. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that same vein, there's a lot that I think a new person watching will just like chuckle and laugh and then get squeamish over but all in within even the first two hours oh yeah 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 and then 
they even make references to let's say how people die in horror movies like they're like i i, I won't say it it will spoil it because if you watch it for the first time it's good but they really go into the stereotypes of horror movies Oh, dude, and 100%. 100%. Like I, I said, mean, the whole thing even about the Virgin. and it, Like, if you saw Scream, have you ever seen yeah. the movie Scream? And yes. they give you, like, these movie rules for horror movies? Yeah. Like, they completely apply to this series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then even, like you said, like, the character layout, you know, it's like you got the jock. You got, you know, the, like, the Virgin-type character. You've got, like, the promiscuous girl. You got So it's kind of like that, that circle that they bring in to start you with. You also got... You also like you have the you have a uh, the people escaping from their past, which is like a lot of people yeah. too. Like normally it's just like you know this is like this one character has this, but there's a bunch of people that have this like escaping from the past because mm -hmm. somebody did something. You know what I'm saying? Or but the great thing also about the show is that it, it really like even in the first two episodes it throws a lot of characters at you, but yes. you never felt like completely lost you know the, yeah. there were some ridiculous things which i thought story-wise i mean there's a lot of ridiculous things if you really look at it like you know kind of with a more critical eye like the mm -hmm. whole thing like with the night stalker and and the woman like meeting each other and like they really yeah. are getting along. he's like and, and like there's a lot of ridiculous stuff like that but the show if you didn't if you told me like it's a straight up horror show that does not include comedy i would totally disagree with you because that show it has little bits of comedy in it, and that's Definitely. the truth. And I think that's what makes it fun as well. It's not trying to be. Uh, that's always uh, there's one thing I even heard this week. Like when you're trying to be funny, when you're trying to say jokes, it doesn't always come across. But you're trying to be yourself, and then like the jokes come from that. Are you just oh, playing yeah. it serious? That's the best kind of comedy, and that's what the show does. It doesn't totally, purposely totally. try to be funny. It tries to be serious, but <laughs> then there's like comedy in that. It, it can't. Okay, it's funny you bring up that night, the, the night stalker character because. I don't know why, because in the past they've referred to like, you know, John Wayne Gacy and like uh, different serial killers in the past, but his come, kind of coming out of nowhere uh, and then they make him like a full on character, like a part of this. So it's kind of interesting because usually you have references. You don't actually have the guy in the movie. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And then how they basically, how do I say this without explaining what he does? He develops in a way, obviously, that didn't happen in real life, we'll say. So that, and then, obviously, it seems like he's going to be here for a while, maybe, his character. So that's, and they, so they've taken a real person and blended him with all of these kind of copycat parody characters. And then they made it something new. So I thought that was interesting. You know, it's kind of... <laughs> He had uh, a great he, look too. He had yes. a really like the way his face looks and the like he's of course dressed all in black with the leather jacket and he's menacing. I thought he just like he fitted. So he's a little bit goofy though as well. Uh, I'm not yeah. gonna say he wasn't. He was definitely a little bit goofy, but uh I, I think his look was fantastic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then the funny thing is with him, I can tell if he was just kind of like really nuts or just because like there was one because there are times where he's just like i'm gonna do whatever but there's other times when like i forget the name of the character uh the camp owner the lady and she says you know you have to go and you know confront um I'm mr. Jingles. To, yeah i'm trying not to yeah just to confront mr jingles and he kind of looks at her like i have to do what so there's fear all of a sudden when you know you thought okay this character is fearless or he's like insane so maybe 
But then kind of go back and there. About like TV that, you know, you can give people different shades, you know, Uh, you know, character wise and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And that Mr. Jingle, is he the director too? This guy that plays Mr. Jingles? I don't know. He's been he's been in American Horror Story a bunch. He, okay. He's been in America. He's like was in a bunch of the previous seasons, you know. I've but seen his face a million times before. He, he, he was just, in. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He was in. Um, there's a. They do a movie on the like um, that serial killer from San Francisco, and they he they put him in that movie too. So he's kind of been uh, stereotyped a little bit. Um, Maybe he did that before he did American Horror Story, and that's I what think so. Kind of it was like, like ten years ago. Grabbed him for American Horror Story. You know what I mean? Because I think what I like about his character is he's kind of like, yeah, he's big, you know, big guy, huge guy. He looks like he can do those things. But at the same time, it's very low key. His demeanor is very low, doesn't talk much. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's like pulling out the giant knife. I mean, so it's kind of like goes from here to here like that. So. You know, it's funny. You, you were talking right now. It made me think like uh, what you were saying earlier about butter. That's another thing, like, and, and with him especially, like, or the just the people manhandling other people. It's just like they make people so brittle and just like so easily, like they make mashed potatoes in his hands. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he just can crush somebody with his hands, and it's so ridiculous. It really is, you know. It, they re- yeah, they really kind of turn that up a notch. Like it's like, okay, it's a plastic doll. We're gonna actually just make it look like a plastic doll. So we don't even care if it looks like a real person or not, but <laughs> at least scares you to the right, you know, the right amount though. But yeah, yeah, no, his character I thought was awesome. And then, I mean, in terms of character wise, the way they kind of, um, they kind of sew in paranoia. That's another thing that they do big time, especially with Emma Roberts, Brooke, her character. She's the one that's she selling it the whole time. Yeah. From like after the, her scene with the Night Stalker, like the rest of her appearance, like I said, now I'm talking about the first two episodes, it's just building paranoia and anxiety and somebody's yeah. behind the corner, somebody's out to get me. And then you see her backstory and then it's even more. It's, it's just like, you know. That scene when she's thinking, she explains what happened. Because obviously we all know something happened to her. But then they show it and it, it it's almost laughable. I mean. I, you, I, dude, I'm <laughs> telling you. This show, it has comedy in it. it. Not on purpose, but I think yeah. it knows what it's doing, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, I mean, okay, we already said there's spoilers here, but, you know, the stereotypical horror movie, White Wedding, Covered in Blood, I mean, that that was, I'm like, okay, how could you be more 80s horror flick? You couldn't be more 80s horror flick than that. Of course. <laughs> and speaking of that, you just said two words. The soundtrack is amazing. Like yes. if you like '80s music, fantastic soundtrack. "White Wedding" by Billy Idol, and, and uh, several other songs. Like I'm not remembering the names of them right off the top of my head. But <laughs> gotcha, if, Google. If you have if you have a Spotify or uh, or you're on Apple Music or Tidal yes. Music, and just look for "American Horror Story" 1984 soundtrack, and fantastic, fantastic '80s tunes. Uh, that's see, enjoy. that's the only thing that kind of let me down a little bit. I was hoping they would bring out Billy Idol because they talked about him so much, especially <laughs> the Night Stalker. Like you're gonna, he's like, I'm gonna kill everybody, and then she's all, yeah, you're gonna kill all of them. He's all, no, I'm not gonna kill Billy Idol though, and leave him alone, right? Is that like a, is that, is that a reference? It's, obviously, it's a reference of Billy Idol, but oh, I'm sure, that, that's their running joke. Yeah, there's so many, know, so many. Dude, come on, you know, don't mess with Billy Idol. No. So, <laughs> white wedding, it's just like yeah. And I'm, I, I'm, 
I'm thinking that um, in terms of like the way the characters build up, I mean, they try to, I mean, I like the way they start, they started with Brooke and it's kind of you know, obviously an ensemble of cast and they kind of switch. So like you said about like uh, Ray's character, I kind of feel like, well, obviously he, uh, I won't shit, I won't say what happens to him, but let's say he's going to be coming back. So like you okay. said, expanding the universe, kind of like, you know, what they do with comic book characters and other movies. So they're kind of like, okay. Which I think makes it cool. I think, like I said, I think the fans become invested, even if uh, it's not the same characters, but you're seeing the same actors mm -hmm. again and again. And like, I just think people, especially if they have like somebody that they enjoy watching, it, it, it will like, you know, I want to see more. And especially if it's good, because uh, I will tell you like, not everything Ryan Murphy has made has been like block, you know, blockbuster, and that's okay because the man produces a lot of content. But like the stuff he's made for Netflix hasn't mm -hmm. made a lot of noise. You know what I'm saying? Like he made uh, this the thing with the gay politician. He made that Hollywood show. He made Ratchet, and I think Ratchet got made a little bit more noise than the other two. But they still haven't like reached the level of American Horror Story. Not yet, but I'm sure the man is super creative and he has a lot more in the tank to to produce. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Big time, big time. And then I, I think what what you're seeing with him is like the going back to what he knows, maybe I'm, I'm sure I don't know how old he is, but kind of the ref, like all the references, all that kind of stuff. It's similar to the the guys that make Stranger Things, like you said. But uh, dude, fantastic. Like, I, I, you know, I haven't seen everything he's done as well. Like I haven't I haven't seen everything he's done. But, um, you know, what he's doing here with American. Yeah, what he did here basically, it's uh, horror awesome. story. And this, thanks to your, the Versace show, uh, he, he, you know, he did the pose as well. You know what I'm saying? That he, he like produced these, you know, and these yeah. are events that happen in our lifetime. So he's kind of in our age group and celebrating these things. Maybe not Hollywood. Hollywood, I think, is a little bit older, you know, mm -hmm. and maybe so is the uh, so is the third one, right? Like that's before our time a little bit. Uh, yeah. But still, like he, like you're right. He does like a lot of, kind of like throwback kind of content, definitely. You know, like the basis for shows. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I think we've uh, we're we're trying not to kind of go over too much, so we can kind of cover the next couple episodes. Uh, as so that's why you kind of we stayed away from plot line in this review we kind of kind of going over kind of setting the pace setting the, the groundwork for the next episodes so i think what we'll do is on the next couple episodes maybe not we'll go over like maybe three and four maybe we'll go a couple more episodes how many episodes total are there is it like 12 20 or i, I don't know i don't know i don't know if it's no like idea. 20 i don't know if i want to review the whole season but yeah maybe we'll lump them all together or something like that but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but yeah i would i mean I guess I guess highlights and lowlights. What would you say are your highlights and lowlights from the first couple episodes? Well, I will say this. If you've never watched American Horror Story 1984 and you're enjoying our conversation, I would definitely implore you to go check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on Netflix. Uh, Amazon oh, I didn't Prime. even know it was on Amazon, too. Yeah, oh, okay. it's, a, it's on Netflix. It's on Amazon Prime. It may even be on Hulu. I'll be honest. because I know Hulu have, has effects now. So uh, a lot of different streaming services to watch it. Uh, highlights. If you're if if you know you're a '70s or '80s baby and you grew up with these kinds of movies and you enjoyed them, you will yeah. love this. But if gore or extreme blood 
or extreme violence or sometimes and uh, this is where i get a little pushback myself I, I push back myself i sometimes don't like when shows talk a lot about satan 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 mm -hmm. and this show does do that so if those things don't appeal to you this is not for you but if you enjoy those things i'm not talking about enjoying satan but if you enjoy the other things that i talked about sure. that we talked about here then this show is totally for you uh and it does it doesn't intend to have comedy but it does and it's a lot of fun actually uh, but but it's a lot of fun but like i said uh, if you have trouble sleeping when you watch these kinds of things do not watch it late at night and uh but oh other than that definitely enjoy it. and what about for you mo like uh, any highlights lowlights well the highlights i think we've talked basically i if like you said if you're a 70s 80s baby um you will really get a kick out of the references for me it's i always think reference reference oh i remember that oh i i used to wear that oh i know someone who had that and then i'll i'll just sum it up by saying this and this is at the very end of the series they go on the what's her name um like you said um Montana's character, she says something like, the 80s will never die. <laughs> so I would say that is, in a nutshell, this entire series. So if you love that type of stuff, you will love this. So I guess on a low net, like you said, if you're not into horror, uh, if you're not into blood, because they kind a of lot show of a lot of blood, <laughs> um, um, then you probably want to avoid this. And then obviously it's a little gratuitous. I mean, there's, I mean, little yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yeah, so we'll put it mildly because i mean compared to other horror movies but i would say there's more highlights than lowlights i really thought it was good and i like the way that they increased the storyline they didn't just go crazy i'm getting off subject here but with stranger things i kind of feel like they went too much into that and lost the plot a little bit but with this i didn't see that they kept it going like they always do in their other shoes it's all tied in so i think it's all highlights. I, I, I'd highly recommend this one, uh, especially if you've got, like like you said, Netflix or Amazon or any of those. I didn't even know it was out until it came out on Netflix. Um, but I'd seen the older ones, so I should have known. I'm, like on Netflix last year, I watched like four of the seasons, um, like, like that hotel one and everything. So Actually, I wanted to ask you, like, yes. how were you able to watch this like with your kids? And like was your wife like down for watching this as well? I, she likes horror movies like, more than I do. Seriously, oh, awesome. I'm not awesome. a person who really likes, like, I like, okay, how do I describe this? I like The Shining because I thought the story is awesome and it has a million Easter eggs and references. Maybe that's my thing, Easter eggs and references. That's but, cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's all these little tiny quirks. Um, but, like, let's just say there's Friday the 13th, which is awesome, but, like, maybe Friday the 13th Part 8, I probably wouldn't watch that, you know? Okay. Like, when it's just pure gore. I'm not yeah. in that. Like yeah. Saw, for example. I'll give an example. Saw, that, I mean, the idea is great, but watching that is difficult for me. Okay. Literally, you know, obviously, what the movie's about. But uh, if a horror movie has a storyline and a plot line, then I can, I'll deal with it. That's fine. I'll keep watching. So that's, what, that's what's good about this. I guess the highlight, like, yeah, it has the gore, has, you know, gratuitous violence and everything. But there's a great plot line in there. And the characters. I think the characters even more than the plot line, to be honest. Oh, there's so much fun. There's so much it's fun. It's just like the setting you know, you, and the characters. It's so much fun. Absolutely. A lot of twists and turns. And I think I highly recommend this one. Um, cool. So I think we'll leave it at that so that way we can we'll have something to talk about next time we talk about this. Um, um, which I'll be honest with you. 
I'm kind of open to reviewing something else. I'll be honest with you. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. To be honest, that's why I was a little hesitant about going. For, but to be honest, there's so much stuff to review, so it's all good. Yeah, it's just too much stuff. There's too much. That's stuff. right. That's right. I get lost in the '80s, so it's, it's no, bad. dude. I love the '80s stuff. Absolutely. You, the last two picks have been yours, and they've been both fantastic. So great job, definitely. Great job yeah, picking I, both of these. You know, I'm gonna let you pick the next one, so that way we're uh, we'll go from we'll go from there, and then we'll see whatever whatever it is. We'll go from there. Cool. Cool. So uh, if you could, before I forget, let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, well, uh, once again, my name is Paul. Uh, my name is Paul V. Perez. And uh, you can find me at ImproveAndHaveFun.com. I have the Improve and Have Fun podcast. And we I talk about similar things. I talk about life. I talk about my interests. And uh, just stop by and check it out. Excellent. Excellent. I've been listening to your podcast forever, to be honest. So, Dude, like, I got because of you, I actually started to make longer episodes. So I I'm glad. I'm glad because you, to be honest, Paul's the one that that's where I got the idea for like reviewing, you know, media, like movies, pop culture, because he's been doing it for years. So check out his channel because it's really Thank you good so stuff. Much. I appreciate and, that. Yeah, no, seriously. So, and then if you want to check me out, we're here, obviously, on this YouTube channel. We have a Facebook group, Reseller Niche Help Group. That's a nice long name. And <laughs> <laughs> you can check us out there. Instagram, reseller underscore niche. And what was your Instagram handle again? Uh, Instagram handle is Paul underscore V underscore Perez. Okay. So thank you guys for listening to the Reselling Age podcast. Until the next one, have a good one. And, and happy Hello. Thanksgiving early or early happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Enjoy it. Spend time with the family and friends. And if you can, just connect with folks in your community. That's yes. always cool too. Absolutely. Yep. Stay safe, have fun, and improve and have fun, like Paul likes to say. Boom. There you go. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Reseller Niche Podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please comment, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.